Today, I flushed the emergency soup I came up with to try to get some protein into my dad's diet, liver and onion soup with gelatin and beef base, a little salt, and so on. The idea was to get some protein into him while he couldn't chew, he lost his false teeth in the hospital in November. So I pureed the whole deal and kept tasting it, even though I dislike liver, until it seemed edible to me, adding a dash of this or that or another thing until it tasted like food. It was a little salty, but that was my only problem with it. And since I'm seriously salt-sensitive, I figured it would work out. He never ate it. My stupid mother, on some sort of murderous autopilot, gave him the chunks that didn't process properly in the food processor. It was as if she couldn't understand that he can't chew and he needed that which looked more like cat food to go into his fucking bowl. Some days, I wish she'd just go already. She obviously doesn't want to live. She hasn't in a long time. I wouldn't panic if she went now, but I used to panic over the idea. I couldn't go to work until just recently, but now I'm paying for a website so my work can come to me instead. I could make that website myself, I suppose, but I am enjoying employing another human being. An intern, really. Isn't that what we all crave, anyway? To be paid to learn new stuff? Anyway, I have a big plan, or God has a big plan, or maybe all the brains connected to my brain have a really big plan. Hint, your brain is connected to my brain, so be nice to me or I'll kick your ass. You won't like it if I am driven to violence, I might add, because it hurts even though it's spiritual instead of physical in nature. According to the G-Man, I am capable of murdering people, but in my reality, I am simply insane. I hear stuff that isn't there and that's that. I get fed up with it and stab myself with a fork, bang my head against a wall, try to drive a screwdriver into my eye. God doesn't let me do anything that will harm me beyond repair, though. I did stab myself with a fork. I was so pissed off, I just picked up a fork and started jabbing into my left hand. My mother didn't even notice. I just heard, my wife didn't even notice. Dude, if you're the reason I stabbed myself, no one thing, I heard you. I hear you all. I would prefer to help you all, but a great number of you don't want to be helped. You're perfect just the way you are and nothing can make anything any better than it really is already. Life is perfect TM. You're invalidating yourselves. Did you catch the last entry regarding invalidation? It hurts, yo. It hurts so bad it murders people. It causes suicide rates to jump up, anxiety goes through the roof. All of it because we are pretending reality isn't real anymore. As if we ignore a problem long enough, it simply dissipates, it disappears, and we are free to be carefree and playful once more. Except, we never really return to innocence, do we? Not if we're lying to ourselves all the time. Look yourself in the mirror. Go ahead and plant yourself in front of one right now. I can't wait because Remy and Cassidy don't know how. Those are the names of the voices I use in this podcast. I can type filler until you get there, though. I can tell you that you're a beautiful and unique snowflake, just like you want to hear from a real human being, someone who looks you in the eyes and sees you, just like Sir Deli Man looks me in the eyes and sees me. He's the only human being who does. Now that you found your mirror, take a deep breath. Don't strain yourself. You can close your eyes while you take that breath. Notice whether or not you have tension in you and try to let it go. Try to relax, while you breathe out. Just let it fall away. It's all going to be okay. Now, we are ready to look ourselves in the eyes via the mirror. Just look. What color are your eyes today? Are they always this color? 
Do you have circles under your eyes indicative of poor sleep? Are you getting wrinkles? This is perfectly natural. No matter what you do, you will get wrinkles, understand that now. Crow's feet tell the world that you smile. Can you smile now at yourself? You are beautiful. You didn't need God to tell you that, did you? You can see it in yourself, I bet. If you can't, study your image until you find one thing you can say is beautiful. You'll build on that one thing over time, I promise. Once you start letting the love in, and give it back, things will seem more beautiful, even if you address reality the way it is instead of pretending you're a superhero that hasn't fallen down on the job once. You are a superhero, though. The animal you dodged on the roadway, you saved its life. The pollinator garden you planted is saving precious bee lives right now, even if it's winter. If you haven't planted one yet, please do. They love milkweed, which comes in a ton of different colors, at least six that I know of, white, yellow, pink, magenta, red, and orange, and will take off with very little help from you. A garden that tends itself is the perfect garden. You take care of more than just yourself and you know it, but are you taking good care of yourself? Are your eyes as shiny as they should be? Is your skin as shiny as it should be? Have you shaved lately to make sure that what is underneath is healthy skin? Have you rubbed off all the calluses and everything to feel shiny and new? Are your hands dry and flaky in the middle of winter? Is your eczema flaring up? Or is everything comfortable and under control? It's all connected to what you eat, one way or another. All that ails you is rooted in your food supply. Check the labels, read the ingredients. Fuck the fat content, just check what kind of fat it is. Fuck the idea of macronutrients and micronutrients. Do you feel fed? If you're still hungry, add more plant fat to your diet. It'll help you absorb the nutrients in the food you eat. What you should avoid is tomatoes. Dairy is cow pain, it's true, and many people cannot eat it. Part of the problem with dairy is the saturated fat. You don't want that, you want unsaturated fat. You already know that because everything health-wise everywhere told you to give up saturated fat. You're smart, you can do it. That is, until you realize that even milk has saturated fat. Bummer. It's so utilitarian, so tasty, so easy to acquire. You open and drink. If you're not a barbarian, you pour it into a glass first. Quick food fix. If you think you're slightly more advanced than all that, you drown some cereal grains fashioned into sugar bombs and then consume those together. A bowl of cereal has more sugar in it than you should consume in a day, no matter what kind it is. Except maybe that keto crap that tastes like shit. What's a poor hungry person to do? What's a poor, hungry, tired person to do? How do you get out of this rut, you might ask yourself. It's not that hard, I'll give you a step-by-step plan. Step number one, you know that sometimes you have the energy to perform complicated tasks but you don't know what you should do. Make food for the future, that's my recommendation. Boil bones to make broth, roast vegetables in a roasting pan or even a cake pan or a baking sheet. Hell, even a cookie sheet can help you out. Goodwill might have more if you need more than one just because you can't make yourself do your dishes every day. It's okay, I'm there, too. I know your pain, I know you're tired. I sleep 13 hours a day sometimes. Doctors would tell me I am depressed, but I am not. Extra B vitamin complexes help a little. Find one with a bunch of it packed into a gelatin capsule. I should tell you that I'm not a doctor. I think that should assuage your fears, because I think doctors are trying to kill us all these days. They prescribe low-sodium and fat-free diets. 
full well knowing that we require fat to utilize the important vitamins known as vitamin A, D, E, and K. You can't take them into your bloodstream from the gut without eating fats. So buy your most beloved plant fat, be it olive oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, or avocado oil. If it's liquid at room temperature, it's a step up. Olive oil turns solid in the refrigerator, so I find it suspect. I use canola oil because I'm on a budget these days. I bought it at Sam's Club. Your other vitamins, by the way, are water-soluble. That means when you take that B vitamin complex, you need to drink a lot of water to assimilate the entire thing. Maybe six cups is enough, total. You can space it out over time, just make sure you drink it. What you are aiming for is a medium to pale sunflower yellow urine when you do urinate. If it's darker than that, drink more water. If it's turning brown, you have renal failure. That means your kidneys are failing. They didn't do jack shit for my dad's renal failure that actually fixed him, so I don't think there's a cure, but ask a doctor anyway. Prepare to pee in a cup a lot for no reason. And don't take your B vitamin until after you do so if you want an accurate report. As for a low-sodium diet, they can go fuck themselves on that one. Sodium is one of the top minerals needed by the body to work properly. A number of minerals are essential for health, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, chloride, magnesium, iron, zinc, iodine, sulfur, cobalt, copper, fluoride, manganese, and selenium. Source, NCCE or National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. If you're like me, you said, fuck doctors. They prescribe death. A lot of human beings think that, especially in America, and I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong because my experience is exactly the same. I trusted a doctor and nearly died because of it. I had renal failure. I still do if I don't drink enough liquids and take in enough vitamins. I'm trying to get it through vegetables and fruit, but I can't eat enough to do it. I literally cannot eat enough food to get the proper minerals and nutrients. So what's a girl to do? She takes a women's multivitamin and a B vitamin complex, that's what, all with spring water. That'll deposit even more minerals in ya. Minerals are good. Unless it's a heavy metal. If you suspect heavy metal poisoning, you should know that distilled water and purified water will leach most of them out, but they also take the really good minerals. Take six months of purified water and then switch to mineral or spring water, that ought to help. Talk to a doctor about it if you trust one. This is something my herbalist put me on and it really truly helped. He also prescribed some Chinese herbal medicine that helped, but it's now regulated because it's so effective it can kill you if you take a dose too high. It was extremely effective. I remember shivering the very moment I took that medicine, for a good 15 minutes. If you're always too hot no matter what you do, you probably have a heavy metal buildup. I imagine that monkeys with the electron transference inside our bodies, since we are but bioelectric machines at the cellular level. It disrupts our ability to cool ourselves down appropriately. Obviously, our brains and guts make us a bit more complex than that in the long run, but our body has some autonomy or we'd stop breathing just to wonder if souls are stars before we took our modern science and identified them as extremely volatile furnaces of nuclear activity. Moving on to the next topic for health. Do you drink caffeinated beverages? Me too. I love my coffee, though I prefer to add vanilla creamer because I'm a spoiled brat and love coffee that tastes like cake. I discovered that there's no such thing as a plant-based creamer without sugar in it. Or xanthan gum, for that matter, and I've noted that xanthan gum does a lot to gum up my intestines. 
that's what thickening agents do in general, really, unless you drink a ton of water to dilute them to the point where your body can handle them. Slowing down digestion is to slow down metabolism, which, as you already know, leads to weight gain. Anyway, what you need to know about caffeinated beverages is that they are mildly acidic diuretics. You need to drink 2 cups of water per 1 cup of coffee. Tea is close to a 1 to 1 ratio. If you drink soda, please consider what I'm about to say very carefully, you are imbibing extremely strong acids. Acids mix with sugar. Sugar is an addictive substance to your body, very much like crack and cocaine. If you followed any studies on rats and mice involving sugar, you will know they'll eat it in exclusion to light up the pleasure center of their brain, no matter how bad it is for them. This quality makes sugar into poison. Cane sugar, corn syrup, cane syrup. In the end, it's all the same. It feeds nasty little gremlins in your digestive tract. Gremlins that send signals to your brain as they die off, giving you intense cravings you cannot ignore, forcing you to binge eat to appease them. This is what causes binge eating. It is not a lack of self-control. It's yeast, actually. Conjada albicans. If you can do the following thing whenever the craving for sweets arises, you will be able to cleanse yourself of your yeast overgrowth. Are you ready? I bet you think it's going to be something really hard. Something you can't possibly do instead of eating that candy cane, the chocolates, and so on. Maybe you can't. But I believe in you. Eat. Fruit. Instead. That's right. Kanjada can't feed off the natural sugars in fruit. If you prefer applesauce, get a bunch of apples and cook them into a sauce. You need the peels to thicken it up, they have pectin in them. It takes about an hour on a stovetop to turn them into mush. I recommend covering it and then simmering it down to the consistency you like. Chill it, then puree it in a blender at high speed, and eat all that yummy sauce. If you can't do that, get unsweetened applesauce at the store. There are a lot of them these days, though they use apples that are selectively bred to be higher in sugar content so you won't complain when it's not sweet enough. Making your own from Gala or Empire apples is going to be better, especially if they're in season, but if you can't push that far yet, it's okay. I know one day you'll get there. You just have to want to get there and it will happen, one baby step at a time. Baby steps are how we all grow, no matter how old we are. So back to that acid. Let me teach you some science I know about when it comes to the digestive system. I learned about this while reading up on celiac disease, thinking at one time I might have it. I don't, but this information is still valuable and you can fact check me by looking up celiac disease. Within our digestive system, we have these little finger-like protrusions known as villi. These things are responsible for soaking up the nutrients as they pass through our system, mouth to anus. Gross, I know, but bear with me, we have something like a mile of intestine inside of us, or some grand amount that is irrelevant. And every inch two of these is covered in villi. If you eat an acidic food once, well, a few of them will become damaged. They're really sensitive, wouldn't you know? So sensitive that vinegar, ascorbic acid, phosphoric acid, which is the one I've noted comes in Pepsi and Coca-Cola, and even citric acid, which is used in almost everything to keep its shelf stable, will all wear away at that stuff. We have proof these acids wear away the enamel of our teeth. We have proof they will clean pennies over 24 hours. Do we need further proof that these tiny little fingers cannot survive these destructive forces? All it does is pave the way for the next problem. We become more and more okay with all the flavors because even our taste buds are destroyed. 
If you've ever eaten several kiwi in a row, you will know that delicate flavors will be lost on you. Whatever you eat next will never taste as great as it usually does. Or maybe you love those mandarin oranges, pineapples, grapefruit, and so on. Citrus has citric acid. Do you really think we should be drinking the juices of those fruits on a regular basis, let alone eating the whole fruit, which has valuable fiber content? I want to cry about it too, honestly. We fooled ourselves into calling acid consumption healthy. It's wearing away our innards, one bite or sip at a time, and we cannot tell because it's a gradual destruction. Do you know what happens after all those villi are worn down to tiny nubs that can hardly pick up nutrients from your system? You get a leaky gut, that's what. Before you know it, food is scraping against the intestinal lining directly, especially popcorn and foods we don't chew well, causing damage to the intestine walls. This damage lets particles that are too large for the bloodstream to handle right through. We are hurting ourselves with these extremely bad habits. Meanwhile, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States of America sits by idly, twiddling its thumbs. We don't have proof it's bad for you. They will cry, even as the European Union bans certain foods or additives in an attempt to keep their populace healthy since they share the burden of the medical costs for sick people. So there you have it, America. You are being extorted of your hard-earned cash. You are being forced to eat that which makes you ill, told that you have to take these medicines to manage the symptoms that come from it, and then left to be miserable until you die. Is it a conspiracy or are we just stupid? I'd bank on stupid, myself. There is a real lack of critical thinking being applied in modern medicine, but is it their fault exactly? Or are they blinded by this need to undeniably prove something under a microscope and they cannot take a simple laywoman's testimony on what's happening to the internal organs due to the diet we accept as normal just because it's tasty as fuck? I admit it. I want the Coca-Cola myself. I want the pizza. The chocolate. I want it all. Flavor, come to me. But to give in is to poison myself. To eat tomatoes is to eat acid. There is no such thing as an acid-free tomato. All tomatoes fall between 4.0 and 4.6 on the pH scale and there is no such thing as a tomato with no acid. Source, gardenguides.com. Click for a direct link. So my choices are to be healthy with many, many fewer flavors, or be sick as hell and eat whatever the fuck I want. Sound familiar? To eat these things knowing what they do to you is suicidal. I've been eating pizza as of late in hopes of dying from it, to be perfectly honest with you. I gained 6 pounds eating pizza, the majority of which came from the one with yeast in it. You might wonder how I fluctuate so much from day to day. I've determined it's when I eat things I cannot digest. My metabolism and or my natural enzyme production does not do well with these things and my weight spikes 3 or more pounds every time. I've been told by the modern medical world that this is both impossible and unsafe for my health, yet it's been happening for years now that I've put myself on an extreme elimination diet. That's right. I decided to eliminate most foods from my diet and now I'm looking for what works and what doesn't. It should help you, too. My recommendation here is to ditch the yeast. Get rid of the bread, the rolls, the cinnamon rolls, the pizza that has self-rising properties. Get rid of everything that self-rises and go unleavened. You should lose that weight they say is normal and natural and healthy over time as a result. After taking a minute to think about the fact that I love my coffee, I've decided to give up mozzarella and pizza altogether yet again. I can't find any pH levels for plant cheeses, so I'm not going to bother with it. I know I want to die, but this is way too slow.
On the other hand, I have it from on high that my pizza binge this week nailed a ton of psychopaths. They craved pizza long enough to have it, even if they don't like pizza. Did you eat pizza this week? Maybe you're one of them. Especially if you tried to avoid the craving so hardcore and yet by the fall of evening, you found yourself stuffing your face with yeasty goodness. Or maybe I'm just crazy. I bet I just heard the impulse God sent, magnified by 15% of the world's population and could not resist it myself. Besides, he's newly cured my dairy allergy, it seems. I didn't even sneeze this morning like I did the past four days. I did have to blow my nose just like every other morning, though. I woke up with an icky mouth thanks to being unable to breathe through my nose last night. Sigh. I'm sick of hearing noise in my head that's not me. I'm going back to bed. I can only stand 12 hours of this bullshit, if that.